There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello. Hello. How are you guys? Hi. So here we are again, um, another Odette and Kim takeover um, of Way in Wednesday, because uh, as we all know, Gina is in BC at the Obesity Conference, which is such an amazing thing. And I can't wait to to hear about it um, when she gets mm-hmm. back. Yeah, so just to introduce again. Um, so Kim, as always, our weight loss group manager. And today we have Sarah. So Sarah is one of our own, one of our own program specialists, and she's joining us today. Um, so Sarah, I want, go ahead. Where are we gonna no, I was just going to say, thanks for having me. It's exciting yeah. to be here. I, you know what? I'm really happy to have you here because you've been in maintenance for almost two years. And, um, as our members know, your stories in the maintenance and mindfulness group, they can search your name and they can get your bio and your tips and everything there. But I think, um, you know, having you on right now is it's a really relevant time. You know, we have a lot of members that are thinking about what is, you know, that maintenance look like a couple of years down the road, they can't really wrap their head around it. So I really want to get into that. Um, but first, um, I love that you're wearing a sweater because we're in Ontario and we're in a polar vortex right now. <laughs> you know, Kim's in BC in a heat wave. I thought I'd put a jacket on over top of my sundress just so you guys didn't get too upset. When you- <laughs> I know we have a frost advisory. I couldn't, I can't believe That's that. Nuts. I know it's yeah, crazy. It's chilly here today too. Um, yeah. The sun is shining now though. So thank goodness. Oh, thank goodness. It doesn't feel like we're rolling into a long weekend, but we most certainly are. So, you know, yeah, sure. hopefully it'll warm up. So um, Sarah, tell us a little bit about yourself. So you've been in maintenance for two years. Um, tell us, you know, when was your first group? When did you lose your weight? How much? How'd you get here? So I started um, January of 2020 and I did two groups. So I did, that was the winter. That was the uh, January winter of 2020 group. And then I, I just wanted to lose 20 pounds and I didn't, I didn't quite hit it. I was at 18 and I was so frustrated at that point because I was like, why am I not hitting that 20 mark? And I had a plateau for about six weeks. And then I started the spring group. And within the first week, I reached out to the team and they gave me some tips. And uh, one of which was to go back into the old group and look at the maximizing post. And uh, I had never looked at that post because I never wanted to really admit what I wasn't doing. I was kind of, mm-hmm. I, I was doing all the things. I was doing everything Gina said in my mind, but I definitely wasn't doing all the things. And, um, so I tweaked a couple of things and the first, I think it was the, within eight days, I got below my 20 pound mark and then finished out that group with a total of 28 pounds lost. And then I mean, I've maintained it since, um, now I, I fluctuate and that's something that, you know, I think is, is something that we need to say, like my weight doesn't just stay at that, 
you know, 122. I don't really want it that low either. And I know Gina's talked about this before, you know, she sometimes weighs in at 119 and that's not her ideal weight for her. I still like having a little bit of curve uh, to my body. And so I like sitting within that two to eight pound range because I feel I fill out my jeans better and just, you know, have a little bit more curves to my body that way. And I think, That didn't come at first. I was so focused on always being at that low, low. So I understand when our members are like hyper-focused on that, but I think, you know, it does take, it definitely does take time for your mindset to shift. Yeah. And I, I agree. I mean, it doesn't, it's not like, you know, we talked about this before. You just don't wake up one day and you're like, oh, I'm in maintenance and it's, and I'm going to be happy and everything's going to be you know, exactly as I want it to be, it does take time and it does take a mind, you know, a bit of a mind shift. And we had, um, some great conversation in the group today and I want to get to that, but what we were, what you said about maximizing, you know, where you hadn't looked at that before. And, you know, when you finally dug into it, it made a massive change for you. Like it was just that, it was just that little bit to get you, you know, to the next place. And I think that also holds true, when you're maintaining, when you are trying to really dig in and, um, you know, solidify where you are, you know, going back and looking at that, you know, maximizing your maintenance journey. Did you, so when you went into maintenance, we didn't have this group. We didn't have this structure. How did you start? Like, what did you, did you continue to do all the things? Did you, did you repeat for a really long time? I kept my routine the same for a little, for, for at least almost a full year. I would say that I really kind of, I very, very rarely indulged. I very rarely didn't hit my water targets. Um, I perfected the plan, not following like the regular food plan, but, but perfecting the plan, but I was really diligent still in being mindful and asking myself all those questions, making sure I got good sleep because I was feeling my best and I didn't want that to leave. Mm. But the problem was, is, is you get so wrapped up in it sometimes that you then then you almost become a little bit fixated on it and you and you want to be able to go on and live your normal life so I had to like I had to allow myself to have some fun and not just be fixated on oh my god did I hit my water target today how much have I drank do I need to drink some more um what did I eat today should I track that Oh no, I can keep track. Like, you know, so all the things that, you know, we do while we're actively looking to lose, but I was looking to just go on and live my life, but I wasn't really living, like doing the things that I wanted to do every day and not be hyper-focused on where my weight's at. Yeah. And I, that's, you know, when I say we were having some great conversations in the group, um, a member, I mean, Frankie put her question out there. It was, you know, it was pretty loaded. It was pretty heavy. And I knew I wanted to really talk about it today. And she was really touching on a lot of the points that you just said, like, you just wanted to live your life. You just wanted to get to that point. And I think we all wanted to get to that point where we're, you know, we hear Gina say all the time, I just get up. I look good. I feel good. I go about my day. And we, 
want that so badly for ourselves. But I, I love what you said too, about time, it taking time, you know, yeah. like it's not just going to happen one day. So I really want to speak to, to Frankie with this and, 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 you know, all, I want us all to weigh in here on, you know, answering some of her questions. Are we still tracking our water? Are we living mindfully? Are we still trying to tick the boxes every single day? I know Kim, like you're still, you know, you've decided that you want to go back and you want to lose, you know, a little bit more as many members do when you were in that space in between, were you as diligent? Were you tracking? Were you, you know, uh, uh, thinking about ticking all the boxes every day? No, I definitely was not. And I enjoyed that. I think, um, I go through just because of work, I go through the motions of the app because I need to know what's going on in the app every day so I can make sure everything's up to date. And that was something to, you know, add to it. Another layer, I was actually in there, but I figured that my strategy is that I can check in every day on the app, but I don't actually need to log all of my stuff. I don't have to, you know, I can not log in my water, but I log in water some days. If I have a member report that something's happening with their water, I'll throw mine in and see what shows up and look at a graph or whatever. But I found that I still weighed myself every day at the beginning, but I didn't track it. I was tracking it in my mind, but not tracking it to see something happening in a graph. It was more like, Oh, my weight's up today. My weight's down today. I'm back to normal. Um, I didn't necessarily want to see that chart every day because I wasn't trying to see progress. So I didn't feel like I needed to tick all of those boxes. Um, that being said, the one thing that, you know, Sarah just said that actually, um, I found interesting was just the year, the fact that you said a year, because we've had a few members come into the group and say, even for weight loss, regardless of reaching their goal, they'll give themselves a year to get healthier, to, you know, improve, you know, how they're feeling, improve their sleep. And when you think about how long a lot of us have been overweight, been trying to lose weight, it, it doesn't seem like a lot to ask yourself to just, work for a year on solidifying and transitioning into that finally and forever mindset where you're not checking in on it. Like you said, it's not a switch where you necessarily want to switch, you know, like, okay, I've reached my goal weight switch turned off. I'm no longer going to think about it. You need to kind of still figure out maybe what is important to you to keep checking in on and what's coming naturally. Like I noticed the other day, at, in the afternoon, I really wanted candy because I was out and about. It was a dance competition for my daughter. I literally went to the concession stand to buy licorice and I looked up and in the fridge was veggies and dip. And my mouth, I started salivating when I saw it. That was me being in tune. My body was telling me it needed those vegetables right at that moment. I found that that's something my food and what I need and what I want food wise is something that I'm pretty in tune with. And my body tells me pretty automatically. One thing I'm not very good at is my sleep and my water. So I know those are things that I need to keep track of in order for me to be to check myself. So I think everyone needs to kind of personalize that along with personalizing the plan when they're in maintenance, maybe they need to personalize what they're tracking as well. Yeah, I agree with the sleep. It is a huge issue for me. And it's kind of funny because my husband would always say before he did the program that he hadn't slept in seven years since he had met me because I am, I was such a poor sleeper. So then as soon as I did the program, my sleep changed like crazy. And I know now if I am hungry 
or I don't get a good sleep. Those are the two things that I have to focus on, right? Like I'll get hangry and, or, or whatever, you know, we all joke about that, but um, my body talks to me so much before. And I don't remember ever knowing that I was hungry. I mean, I would go all day without eating. And now it's just so second nature to me. And because I want to live a life where I always feel good. I don't care about the Friday night pizza. Sure. I may indulge in that, but, and I know Frankie kind of used that as an example. And that's one of the things why I'm using that here, but I don't, I don't think about whether or not, Oh, Friday night's coming up. Am I going to have that pizza or not? I make that choice in the moment. And if I don't want the pizza, I don't, I don't have it. I just, I just don't. I still enjoy the evening or whatever it is we're doing with friends and have something that makes me feel good so that I don't want to just go home and crash afterwards. Cause I feel awful. I want to be able to enjoy the evening. So mm-hmm. I know all those things now about my body and how it affects me. And so I think those are things that really help you be living that lifestyle. You don't have to think about it anymore because your body just talks to you. If you actually just listen to it. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, what you said, like you just want to have the pizza and then going back to what Kim said, like you, it's, and Frankie had said, like, she wants to be able to, like you said, have the pizza or have the avocado toast and not have to worry about your weight, you know? And if, if you're having those things and you're, and you're noticing your body is reacting, then what are the other things that we can work on to, you know, help calm the body down again, to help us like, feel like we are in this finally and forever where we can have those things, you know, are we getting our, a little bit of extra water in on those days? Like I'm going to have this pizza, my body's going to react. What can I do to support it? You know, do I want, do I need a bit more greens? Do I need a bit more water? Do I just need to not think about it and bring my stress level down? Right. Chances are, it's not the avocado toast and the pizza that's, you know, causing your weight to go up. It's, it's, kind of an encompassing thing of, of everything. And, you know, one of the other things was, um, you know, are we still mindful every day? Like, do we still, you know, asking for us specifically, are we still mindful every single day? And I think Sarah, you said that, that you you're in tune. And Kim, you said that too, you know, you're in tune, it's your sleep or it's your water that you need to work on. So what do you, what do you think, Kim? Do you, do you think that, you know, it is, it is being mindful every single day for the rest of your life? I, well, I mean, I didn't get as far as Sarah did, so I don't know. I, I feel just from my experience that what happened was the mindfulness became second nature. So you, I was being mindful every day, but it wasn't at the forefront of my thoughts. My body automatically checked in with me when I got up in the morning. I automatically, I found, Eve, I find even now, I don't need the reminders. I shut off the reminders on my meals and my um, snacks and my water reminders because I'm doing that automatically. I found that regularly I was having that snack or that meal 15 to 20 minutes before my notification went off. I was remembering on my own and that was something that I struggled with before. So I think going through the process of losing weight 
you you get that routine and that mindfulness starts to build those habits start to build i think in maintenance you're building on those habits of mindfulness and then they become like nobody thinks about well i shouldn't say nobody i know most people when they talk about grabbing snacks at night they're not saying they're making the conscious effort i'm going to have snacks tonight when i'm watching a movie they start watching the movie they grab for the popcorn they grab for the chips that's something that's been sort of ingrained in them because they've built that habit over years i think the same thing comes with making the habit of not doing that in the evening or the habit of making sure that you're eating regularly um i think you get to the point where you're not thinking about you know there's a little bit of a back and forth in Eminem yesterday about how many hours is ideal between meals and snacks. And I think it's sort of you, when you get to the point where you are solidifying, you've solidified your weight loss and you're ready to move on. You also know that you don't have to ask that question because your body tells you like, Oh, Hey, I haven't eaten in a while. Oh yeah. Look at that. It's been three and a half, four hours since I had my last meal or snack, you know, that sort of comes more naturally. And it's, so I think you do have the habit. You are being mindful, but I think you don't have to force yourself to be mindful. You don't have to be on top of that mindfulness. It starts to come more naturally after you've been doing it for a while. Yeah. Like if I'm going to leave the house, it's no different than me grabbing my purse. My water bottle comes with me. There's always still some, um, nuts or something in my purse in case I'm caught in a situation where, you know, I need to eat or, you know, I'm checking in going, Oh yeah, I'm hungry. I should eat or I need to eat so that it's always available. Like those are habits that are are going to go with me forever because they make me feel good. Not because I'm fixated on it, but because that's a new routine. This is my new lifestyle. I don't want to go back to stopping at McDonald's for French fries instead of when I've got, you know, my veg stack or my nuts or, or something with me that's healthy that I want to eat in the afternoon. Maybe it's a yogurt. Cause now, you know, I don't have to follow the food plan, but whatever it may be, I want to make choices that make me feel good yeah. now that I can live my best life. Mm-hmm. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And would you call would you call what you're doing right now personalizing your plan? Or would you just call, 
So would you call it personalizing your plan or would it just be your finally and forever? I think we're so, you know, we can sometimes be focused on calling it something like right. I'm, oh, I'm personalizing my plan. I need to follow the rules, you know, because that's what personalizing my plan is, but really personalizing your plan is really individual to you. So it almost is like you're finally in forever. It's not, it doesn't necessarily have to be this cycle of personalizing my plan back on track, personalizing my plan back on track. It's just living, you know, being mindful every day. And I'm going to just say like, yeah, I do. I am mindful every day. You know, I'm mindful of the choices that I make. I'm mindful of if I'm hungry, if I'm not hungry, but it's not necessarily on a clock. Like, um, Kim was saying, like not needing reminders. I'm mindful. So that's my personal plan. You know, so that mindfulness, I do think continues, but this personalizing your plan is not, doesn't have to be a set of rules that you follow um, because that's what's on paper. It's more of how your body is feeling and really connecting to that mindfulness that makes your plan personal to you. If that, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And that's one thing I thought about when I read what Frankie had said is that, um, it seemed like there was a lot of focus on checking in, checking all the boxes. She's back in the weight loss group, trying to lose weight. She's in the maintenance group, trying to tick all of her boxes. And is that taking up space maybe where you you don't have a chance to be mindful and to think about where you're at and how far you've come because you're still checking all of those checks and balances in both of the groups. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think stress plays a big part in that. I know for myself, the more stress and the more pressure I put on myself, you know, let's say I don't really do it anymore, but let's say my scale is up and then, and then all of a sudden, if I get stressed about it, then I'll, then I'm having a harder time, get that scale down because then you're just creating like havoc within your body and within your mind. And I think you need to remember like those tools are there where we're told we're taught that that scale is going to fluctuate. Do you want to always be hyper-focused on that, on that lowest low? Now maybe Frankie does because she's back into the weight loss group and she's focusing on getting back down there so that then she has that, you know, bounce back area or whatever that she'll be content in. But once she's past that, she needs to really be content that those fluctuations are going to happen if she's going to be able to just move on and live finally and forever, which it doesn't come right away. It does take time, but you don't get, you don't personalize your plan anymore per se. You personalize your own plan versus the plan. Yeah. And I saw someone just ask me um, if I still refer to my daily eating as personalizing the plan. Um, and I think I've personalized my day. I don't know if I'm personalizing a plan necessarily. I'm personalizing my day by based on how I'm feeling and what I'm wanting that day, but never forgetting the needs, you know, that I have to consider to make myself feel my best. So, you know, I'm going to be totally transparent on Monday. I had a very indulgent weekend this weekend. Um, so on Monday, morning, I didn't have breakfast because I wasn't hungry. And it was probably 9am just when the day was ramping up and I was starving. And I said, I knew I should have had breakfast. Like I know my needs. I know myself so well that I knew that I should have had breakfast, 
but I made a choice not to. So I think, you know, I do personalize somewhat, but then I never forget what my body actually needs. And that I know, and I trust that I can, that what my body needs and I can make those decisions. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't say that I'm personalizing the plan. I, I would say I'm personalizing my day based on knowing what my needs are. Um, you know, I don't necessarily have fruit snack because that's not, you know, what I'm, what I'm wanting in the morning. So that would be off. If you know, if we're going to talk on plan, off plan, that's off plan, but that's personally, what's not, you know, what my body needs that day. So I think it's more just being mindful and aware of what your needs are day to day versus trying to personalize, you know, a specific plan, knowing what foods, you know, are, are, I don't even say better for you, but knowing what foods make you feel your best, knowing what habits make you feel your best. And then that's how you personalize, you know, how you're going, how you're going to go about day to day. And I think also too, um, you know, talking about being in one spot, like how Kim was saying, like trying to check all the boxes everywhere, you know, we're in this place, but we're already future tripping about what's to come down the road instead of really focusing on, on where we are now. And did you feel like that at all, Sarah? Like, did you feel like once you lost your weight, like that, were you thinking about what's this going to look like in a year from now? Or did you really try and stay in the moment? I have to say the old me would have totally future tripped a hundred, hundred percent. That would have been me. The, since doing the program, the one thing that I have really focused on, especially now that I'm finished is, um, doing things that make me feel good. And it's not necessarily like after I lost my weight, I decided that I wanted to straighten my teeth. That had been something that I always wanted to do. So I've been working with an orthodontist doing that. So that's been, you know, a journey that I, that I'm focused on now. The other thing was always, um, just things, find things that bring me joy every day. And, you know, this week we talked about, um, the title of your chapter and I was thinking about it and I was like, mine is happy me. Like I just want happy me and to be present in the moment is something that I've gained from doing this program. Every day there is something to be thankful for and something to find joy about. And I wasn't doing that. I was future tripping everything in my life. And I think that is one thing that we can learn from this. Like each day is a blessing and you're going to have wins and you're going to have losses. But if you actually focus on the things that you're doing good and the things that bring you joy, I think that other things will fall in place for you, right? When you future trip that you miss out on the present. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's really important. I think one of the things that I w- really did want to talk about today too was, you know, really just being where we are right now, you know, being in this place where, okay, you know, maybe I didn't end up exactly where I wanted to be the last couple months. So I am here now in this place. I'm going to, you know, rock this time and solidify this place and not worry about that place because I think the more that you are in tune in the day, the next day is going to be a little bit easier too. Then you're going to carry that to the next day and the next day and the next day. So when those, you know, changes are happening on the scale, you know, if you're still checking the boxes and doing all the things and being focused on that, you're going to be more self-aware that day, not necessarily thinking about, you know, six months from now and doing what you need to do that day to, to make a change, to make an impact. 
Yeah. And I think you said that to Frankie, right? You had said, you know, you have to figure out where are you losing weight or are you maintaining like, and so be focused on being present in the moment on what you're focused on and then take those steps each day to where you get to where you'll, you'll be calm and you'll have that sense of normal. If, if, if you want to use that word, you know, that sense of just living your life, it does come, but you can't, you can't see it maybe yet. Like it, it will mm-hmm. be there. I think that's something that I've taken away from every conversation that I've been part of in these weigh-ins is that you, you don't really understand how this experience feels until you get there. So future tripping about it while you're still trying to lose weight or while you're still trying to solidify your weight loss, what does it look like? You change so much from when you start your weight loss process to the end, or from when you start your solidifying your weight loss and maintenance till you've actually, you know, put the work in to solidify it. The changes that you make along the way are what makes all of the changes more digestible because you put in that extra work and you're a different person in a different place than you were when you started. So once you get there, you'll, and you know, you'll know when you get there really how it feels. And I think you focus on your internal healing after you lose the weight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, how many times have we said, you know, losing the weight can be a physical process, you know, and we ask, we ask everyone to, to, you know, um, respect those associations and respect those habits. And, and then they come up to the surface and then we're like, well, now, now what do we do with them? Right. So like you said, like, uh, you know, we do that internal work after like that physical mm-hmm. work happens and now the internal work comes, how do we let go of, you know, those fears and the future tripping and, you know, just time and putting the work in and checking into the group and, and you know, doing all of those little things are going to be new habits that carry you forward. And, you know, like having this experience where, you know, you, you feel like you're in this cycle of, you know, having something, my body reacting, I failed, you know, and then you're just chasing that number on the scale again. I think it's really, um, that's all part of the work too. So then when we, when you get to that place where you've gone back to lose weight, now you're here because now you're in maintenance again, you know, all those little things that you learn to get here, they're going to help carry you forward and, and push you through too. So none of this time is wasted. None of this going back and having, wanting to lose a few more pounds is wasted. Um, cause it's all going to help you solidify your new mindset, your new belief system in yourself, you know, but I think, like you said, it, there's something to be said about, you know, just being where you are now. And yeah. And you know what, it's a good learning tool, right? You, you learn more about yourself, the more that you work and focus on yourself. Mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing. Like, okay. So you have to put a little bit more time into yourself. You have to be a little bit more selfish. Is that really so awful? Mm-hmm. I know. I'm no, sorry, but I'm okay with being a bit selfish because I like feeling good and it yeah. makes me a better human to everybody else in my life. Yeah. Right. When you feel good and look good and your mindset is good, everybody around you picks up on it. They feel it. You have a better, you know, marriage, family, everything, work relationships, the whole bit, because you just feel better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm totally conscious of time. I'm watching my timer go, but I think this is such a great um, conversation that I want to continue for sure another time and really give our members insight in what this maintenance looks like. You know, I think these were some pretty specific questions that Frankie had, you know, are we, 
you know, mindful every single day. Are we still tracking? You know, what does our personal plan look like? And I think this is, you know, a conversation that, that's going to continue that we need to continue. So Sarah, we're for sure going to have you back. I mean, I think you've got, got some great insight. We just covered, you know, just a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, just to, just to wrap up and to say, you know, maintenance does look different for everybody. The mindfulness component, whether you want to hear it or not, does last forever, right? We are, you know, every single day you want to live in that mindful moment and really be in tune to, to what your, your body needs. But you also want to be here in this space today you know, and really take in those feels. How do you feel? How is your body reacting? How am I, you know, dealing with what I've got on my plate? I think that's all part of it too. And, you know, trying to keep that body calm and stress and not thinking and not forgetting that it's very seldomly just the food that, you know, the choices that you make that are going to, you know, have you have your weight fluctuating or have you feeling feel that's it's, you know, everything all encompassing Frankie. I hope we gave you a bit of, you know, service today. If you want to continue this conversation, you have more questions, please add them, um, you know, back in there and we'll go back in and, and see if there's anything else we can touch on. Um, so for the rest of the week, um, we are rolling into a long weekend. So here in the group, we are going to um, post some great recipes on Friday to carry you through. We want to hear what everyone else is eating this weekend. Um, so it's a long weekend here in Canada. The U.S. has their long weekend next weekend. So a lot of weekend, long weekend vibes around here. Let's um, say a little, um, you know, put it out to the universe that we want to have some sun this weekend because this frost advisory is not doing it for me today. No, BC, they're calling. I think we're we're getting Saturday, and then after that, it looks like we're back to rain again. So I'll keep you guys posted. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> We've had okay, more than Sarah. enough rain, so you guys can keep it. <laughs> yeah. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on. Like I said, I definitely want to have you back because I think you have a lot to, to offer our members and getting into those nitty-gritty details. I know our members always want those little nitty-gritty but, details of um, what day-to-day looks like. So I want to get into that. Kim, as always, thank you for being here and, and weighing in, um, being part of part of this group. And to our members, thank you for joining us, and um, we'll see you soon. And Gina, we'll Brian, back thanks for having yeah. me. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.